Mag and Nips and Morning folks, this is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. Her is an acronym for Heroic, Empowering, and Resilient, and this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it's an illness, a financial burden, or a dead-end job. In general, Unforeseen circumstances can make you feel isolated or alone, but when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers you may be facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, they used their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women, and if they can break through their hardships, so can you. Because you are her, heroic, empowering, and resilient. And welcome, welcome, welcome listeners. Super excited to have another amazing guest with me today. Today I have Miss Tanya J. Miller. She is a certified life coach with over 18 years of experience working with youth, young adults, and women throughout the community and in ministry to pursue purpose, passion, vision, and destiny. She holds a BBA in finance and business management from Northwood University and an MBA from Regent University. She is a lean Six Sigma green belt and scrum master and the owner of Tanya J. Miller LLC, where she is an accomplished author, motivational speaker, life coach, and leadership strategist. In fact, she is an author of over six different books and a blogger. Talking with Tanya, which has been going strong for 13 years, and it features daily motivation, inspiration, and encouragement for people, businesses, organizations, and leaders consistently focused on walking in purpose, vision, and destiny. Everyone, welcome Tanya. Hello, Tanya. How are you today? Right. Yes. You know, I was, um, I am doing good, good. Um, you know, just taking it easy today. Um, I, you know, I opened the space and, you know, just keep it real open and transparent because I am aware, you know, that everyone is going through things differently and in lieu of, you know, COVID-19. Um, so I appreciate you for taking your time today and, you know, in, in the midst of what's going on to still have um, a, a passion and um, a purpose-filled conversation, but also just keeping it real for folks during this time and what's going on. But yes, we are named twins, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we are, yes, indeed, and definitely I appreciate the opportunity because, like you said, we're all going through something that's indicating us all a little differently, but we're all doing so much together in life. And so if I can be one to Good stuff, good stuff, Tanya. Um, so you have so much going on. So I'm super excited because we can talk about so much today. Um, 
But of course, you know, I'm not going to uh, keep y'all uh, listening for over an hour. <laughs> I like to keep things kind of short and sweet, but to the point just to keep everyone engaged. But um, you have Tanya's Four Pillars, which I, I think um, really it stuck out to me. And uh, out of those four pillars, the one that really, really caught my eye was Mind Matters. Mind, mind Over Matters, is that correct? Mind Matters? Yes. That's one of the big projects, yeah. Okay. So, um, My Matters, um, reading you say that explores practical ways you can bring balance to your thought life from replacing anxious thoughts and hopeful ones to curbing unnecessary thinking altogether. And um, just placing mind over matter is something that's very important to me because really the power of the tongue, the power of the mind me being able to realize that this really does have a full effect over your life and everyday thinking and your goals and how you accomplish. I always try to talk about this because it's really real, you know. Um, It's often when you think about like your childhood and looking back, you know, something simple, sick and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, words definitely do hurt you. What people say... (laughs) And what you say can definitely make a great impact over your entire life. I'm like, who even thought thought of this? You know, that little ride. Who thought of this? We should have been teaching our children, you know, to um to affirm different things within our life. And I was grateful that I learned that at a young age. My mom often taught me different affirmations and to say, you know, that you're beautiful, you're intelligent, you can accomplish all, you can do all. And so these were words that resonated with me throughout my entire life. And I love talking about this in hopes that others can pick up the same type of mind frame and help them get through different projects, scenarios, or whatever may be going within their life. Um, So could you tell me just a little bit about the four pillars all together, and then we can take a deeper dive into my matters. Yeah, so quickly, the four pillars are what I call the four pillars of my brand, my company, but they're the four pillars of your life. When you look at purpose, passion, vision, and destiny, that should be the foundation of who you are and where you're trying to go. And so when you look at that, your passion is the igniter, it's the mission, the purpose is what literally sets is literally what becomes a flame that keeps burning. And then the vision is what, you know, if you could think of the, the smoldering smoke, or the, the evidence of the fire is where, where, where it takes you where you go. And then the destiny is, is, is kind of the, the, the overall what you get from the fire. You get warmth. You get, you get a kind of an ease of, uh, of feeling of knowing that you're safe. And so if you look at it like that as the foundation, then you know they all tie together. But then you also know that there's, it's also a wheel. Meaning you're always finding and uncovering more of who you are. So you're always seeing more of your passion. You're always figuring out how that passion ties to your vision and then how you can see more into your vision and destiny. And so that's why it's also foundational, but it's also a will because it's the foundation of who you are, but you don't stop at that. You keep going. And so that's where the will comes from. And then to answer your question on my matters, that's my first book project. And I call them projects because I do typically a book, which I feel like that's me speaking or, you know, just kind of encouraging, motivating, inspiring you. And then I do what I do in my coaching. And so I do a journal, a guide, a workbook, something like that to make sure that we don't just talk about it, but we do something about what we talk about. 
So my analogy is literally talking to you about getting out of your head and jumping back into life because we all get stuck. Stuff happens. You can get stuck for an hour. You can get stuck for the day. You get stuck for the week. You get stuck for months. Right. So however you get stuck and wherever you are at your stuckness, I want to help you get unstuck, back on purpose, get out of your head, jump back into life. And so, matter of fact, now that I want that, I added the journal. And I was like, now I want you to get your mind right. All the way right. Let's do the work. Let me ask you these hard questions that you don't even want to ask yourself. Let me get into the nitty gritty of your life and in your business. And let's do what we need to do to get your mind right. And so that is what I talk about in that project because it's so real. Like you said, your thought life is powerful as a man thinks it so is he. What you begin to say oftentimes is what, what, what you become. And so you have to start changing the language, changing the direction, changing how you affirm. And, and, and changing how you even confirm things with what you coming out of your mouth. And before it comes out of your mouth, you think it. So we got to change that thinking, thinking, as we call it. So, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, one of my favorite books, and I often do many quotes from this book, it is um, From Poverty to Power by James Allen. And, like, this this book was, uh, it, it just really helped me shape who I am today. And one of my favorite quotes within that book is, as you build within um, by the power of thought, so will your outward life and circumstances shape them, themselves accordingly. And that goes back exactly to what you are saying with the mind matters pillar and how important it is for you to just take those negative components and things that may happen and really focus mm-hmm. on the, the, the power of being positive and continuously moving forward, right? And um, I wanted to really talk to you about a certain circumstance that happened within your life in which possibly mm-hmm. propelled you to begin and to start um, writing your first book, as you mentioned. Um, you had said that there was a, a personal place of trauma within your life that definitely mm-hmm. propelled you to write Mind Over Matter, um, My Matters, mm-hmm. excuse me. So if you could just give us a little background about that story, because again, the you know the focus of her story is really sharing those uh, transparent moments that we've had mm-hmm. and how we've shaped those moments of what we may consider failure or moments where we felt like uh, actually giving up and using that as something to triumph over. Absolutely, absolutely. So my story is one um, probably probably been at least 10 years ago now, um, and it was literally me away from home, still very much in the newlywed, and going through probably everything that you could imagine happening, um, everything from us being unemployed or laid off, me and my husband six times in seven years, me battling chronic illnesses, ones I knew about, ones I didn't know about until later on in life. Um, being in um, a new city and state where at the time I had no family, no friends nearby. Um, so trying to meet friends, you know, trying to even make some of those friends family. Um, in the midst of that, dealing with just some major things when I was working, some major, um, just being transparent, racism and, and discrimination. Um, and these were things that I hadn't experienced before. Like, literally, I'm not saying I was a sheltered child, but, like, I felt like living in Texas, like, I have seen stuff, like, I'm not from Texas, like, I've seen racism and discrimination, like, I said, no, no, uh-uh, I had not seen it. 
had our experience right. before. And just even the mindset of how people kind of looked at you and deemed you, you know, because of what they thought they had. Because of, and it, was, it was just a completely different experience. And then, you know, all of this was happening and at the time that we were in a complete world recession. It wasn't just my little self, but then we were in the middle of a recession, too, where we were literally just having all types of crazy things happen. And part of the reason why there were so many bathrooms is because my husband's family, they were in real estate, and they had their own real estate company. Well, you know, the 08, that was what the whole recession and crisis was about. Right. So mm-hmm. It was literally flow after flow. And, um, you know, I just was like, yeah, this, this is a lot, y'all. Like, okay, like, it was like, okay, I can maybe be all right with this one. No, now here come one more thing. Like, right. I'm like, for real? Like, like, like the okay. older folks say, like, you know, try, if it's yeah, not one thing, it's another. <laughs> come on, yes. And so, you know, I'm saying, okay, let me pick myself back up. Oh, no, I'm going to tell you right. Listen, get back down. And I was just like, wait, like, I want to, I, I want to fight. You know, like, it was, I was trying, I was wanting, but it was one thing after another. And with the chronic illnesses I have, um, stress makes them worse. Mm-hmm. And then I am all pain. And so if I, if you don't call, I said six staff unemployment, that means some of the times I didn't have no insurance. That means I didn't have no treatment and I didn't have no medication. Right. So it was real tough, y'all. And so I just got to a point to where I was like, nah, I can't keep doing this. And I'm not going to take myself out this. So I'm going to do something that I can help myself. And so I started to go to therapy and literally working through all the trauma and working through everything and just be, even being more intentional of building relationships that weren't just friendships and like literally sisters that would have my back. I honestly, a little, like a, literally I had to begin to make friends, family, because that's what I was used to. And I knew I needed that support for where I was at. So a lot of them adopted me. And they done adopted me a mama, a auntie, a granny, like the whole nine. Because I was like, I can't do this by myself. Right. And so in that, I started um, doing what I had stopped doing. Because Taco Jane has now been around 15 years. And I had, um, off and on, was still doing it. But I think at this time, I had completely stopped writing altogether. And so I started back writing. And as I started back writing, I started saying, you know, I don't want anybody else to ever feel like this. I don't want anybody else to ever feel stuck and not know how to get out of their own head, not know how to jump back into life, not know how to get their own life back, not know how to get their mind right. And then I don't want anybody that sees a person going through that type of trauma, sees a person going through mental illness, sees a person dealing with disaster after disaster, and not know how to be there for them, not know how to just say the right thing to them. So I'm gonna say something. I'm, I'm gonna write something for them too. And I literally, y'all, I wrote this, and I just wrote it, and I put in my little first song, and that was it. Like I think maybe I was gonna make it a blog post. I don't know, but I left it alone for five years. Five years later, I got to tap on my shoulder and was like, "You remember that book you wrote?" And I was like, "I wrote a book. Like I wrote a book. <laughs> yeah, you wrote a book." Pull that out. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, add a journal to it, and that's going to be your first book, and that's going to help you figure out this next level of where I'm taking you and how I'm going to put this all together and start changing the LLC. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I better get it together then. Cause my story, her story needs to be told. Right. Okay, I guess so. And that's super, that's super <laughs> dope, Tanya, just because of the fact, for one that stood out to me is just, 
a lot of things that take place and happen within our lives, when it's time for us to reveal, it will eventually happen, you know, in God's timing, right? You you wrote this book five years before actually publishing it. So within that time frame, you know, it may not have been within that moment where you were in a place best to really share and to help motivate and share your actual experiences or even touch some of the things within there that were may have been difficult for you to even talk about during that time. So it's perfect, I think, when something is on your heart, when something is on your mind, write it down, capture it within that moment. and. But it's also okay to let it sit there. And when it's time for you to reveal this, and when you're in a space where you can actually uplift, empower, and motivate others, that time will uh, eventually be revealed to you. So that was very important. And another thing, the piece around therapy. Um, within the Black community, within the African-American community, it's still something that I think is shunned upon, that we don't talk about enough. And it's something that is needed to talk about. This year, 2020... 2020 was my first year um, as you know, I began seeking therapy and it was, mm-hmm. it started from a place where I'm just like, you know, I just need somebody to talk to. I'm always, mm-hmm. you know, encouraging other people, talking to other people, mm-hmm. sending these motivational te- texts, um, mm-hmm. sending different prayers and stuff to hundreds of people every morning. And it was kind of draining to me at one point because it was, I'm constantly trying to pour into you other pour people. From an empty cup. Yes. Everyone, you know, sometimes you don't hear from people, but when they have mm-hmm. a situation that's going on, let me call Janae. I know Janae is a prayer water, warrior. Let me pray for Janae. Uh-huh. You know, or even look, Janae Janae likes to go out. She likes to have fun. You know, I'm going through something. Let me call Janae. She'll go out with me. So it was just like it was constantly like I felt like I was being pulled and you know, I thought that it was really, really important. Um, I was able to talk to one of my sorors. Uh, shout out to Candace. You know, we had a transparent conversation. Like, I'm going through a lot. I need someone to talk to. And she was like, Soror, no, you need you need to you need to speak to a therapist. You know, I have um many African American therapists that are in, within my network that I feel like, you mm-hmm. know, it would be great that if you choose someone, she will definitely help you just see through all these different things that you have going on within your life and someone to talk to. So it's important guys to really just have that, that mental health and that check because for one within your therapy, what did you realize that you could not do it alone, that it was important that every single person around you had a positive mind frame that folks that are close to you are so important because they're going to be the ones to help you get through that dark hole as well. So one, you have to check yourself you have to make sure that you have someone that you are talking to but make sure that those around you are just as motivated can really help you get through your day-to-day um turmoils and things that you are going through so thank you thank you for sharing that background and just your story and I will say this can I add one thing sure and so one thing to add to that to what you said number one you know there's nothing wrong with therapy therapy going to therapy is just like you going to the doctor for a checkup just like you going if you feeling sick and you you want some medicine to prevent you from getting worse it's the same thing you go for physical checking you go for your well woman you go for some other annuals why not go to a therapist and do the same thing don't wait till you're in the middle of crisis Mm -hmm. to where you are literally 
in a manic state, if you will, or a full-blown depression, you can go then, but why not be preventative as well? Why not, you know, let's just be real. You know, you may have lost some people during COVID. You may have lost some people because of COVID. You may have lost your job. That's a major trauma that you were not expecting. You may need to talk to a professional, not your cousin that always be running and passing your business around. Right, but right. <laughs> that can take the responsibility of it and give you actual resources, give you actual techniques, coping techniques, guidance, actual plausible and, and really get your advice to work you and, and help you to break it up. So that's the importance of it. It's not to say that there's something wrong with you. No, it's what's right about you that continues to need to be fostered and grow and, and, and look after. And that's what a therapist does. Therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, listen, even if you listen, even if you need to get some meds to stabilize, don't feel shame about it. Right. Don't feel any type of shame at all. We don't listen. There should be no guilt, no shame. When you are heroic heroic people do heroic things. That means they do things that are uncomfortable. That means that they do things that that are unexpected. That means they do things that may even appear unorthodox. But you know what? They do it for the greater good. So right. the greater good for you, if it means you need to take some meds to be stabilized, if it means you need to go in for a, a little stay for a little while, do what you need to do. Don't 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 feel any type of shame. And as to your point, Janae, I I encourage even the more for you to go or for anybody that is a leader to go because who do you have to lean and depend on when everybody's leaning and depending upon you? You need an outlet as well. Coaches need an outlet. Teachers need an outlet. Anybody that's in a leader or authority place, they need an outlet to to lay their burdens down. Yes, I am all for um, pastoral counseling in a church setting, but sometimes you need a little bit more. And so you can do both, but don't mm-hmm. do one without the other. And so I encourage you, especially if you've been affected by some of this that's going on. EAP, that's the service that's completely free. Employee assistance program, if you have a job, it's not even tied to your insurance benefits. Meaning it does not cost you. You don't have to have the benefits. You just go. And a lot of times you can get anywhere from three to seven sessions for absolutely free. There is also what is called in the rooms right now, which is an awesome support system that's online where you would normally go to support centers and, and, and classes for addictions or stress or any different type of thing, they're online and that's completely free. There's also, let's be real, there's um, therapy for black girls and they have a whole network of awesome women of color um, therapists and counselors and everyone that you can listen to and they always are dropping major knowledge and major resources. So my sisters of whatever you are, color. I want us to be whole, I want us to be healed, and I want us to be good. So do the work. The part of doing the work is making sure you talk to somebody, not just your homegirl, not just your cousin, not just your auntie, not even just your mama, but somebody that is a professional that can help professionally make sure that you're good. That's my little PSA. I'm going to throw it back to you tonight. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tanya. Listen, as she as she says, listen, y'all. Um, definitely. And again, it's really our the conversations on her story. You know, we're keeping it real. We're transparent. All of these things are very effective. All of these things are going to help you from day to day. And again, 
we're going through a lot. Everyone has been affected with COVID-19. So it's important that we keep it real. We share our experiences and we give just our feedback on particular situations and what has helped us um, get through uh, really tough, tough places within our lives. And with that being said, Tanya, how did you first discover like your passion or what is your passion, right? It's, it's hard. Um, I know some individuals who may be in their 30s or 40s or however old they may be, and they're still trying to discover who they are, what their passion is, what ignites their spirit. So um, one, you know, you, you cross one bridge, right? You are able to write down your shared experiences. You were then able to talk it through. You were then able to publish your first book. But within all of this, when did you first realize what your passion or what your purpose is as you were beginning to grow and develop and um, take on these new careers? So I would say, um, one, my passion has and my purpose has always been there all along. You know, and if you're one that is, like you said, 30, 40, 50, trying to figure it out, you know, you have to begin to look at the patterns in your life. You have to begin to look at the things that you've always done because sometimes we're looking for it to be that glamorous thing, you know, that thing that will give us Instagram fame and, and, and Facebook status and viral YouTube when it's the thing that's been a part of who you were and it's been in, right in, in front your of you. DNA from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so if I can do anything if, to answer that question, I would just say I'm going to challenge you to look at you and look at what you've been doing. Ask others, you know, what have you always seen me doing all the time or saying or helping with or, you know, you know, you may even need to do a gift or skill assessment. But I honestly, if you sit in the stillness of this space and time that we've been giving, you'll find that answer real quick because you'll actually be able to be alone with yourself and just be real alone with God. And you right. guys will have a whole conversation about you for you and, and you're going to get that thing figured out. But a lot of times we haven't figured it out because we haven't got quiet and still enough to ask ourselves. We haven't wanted to be alone with ourselves, but um, we have nothing but the time right about, now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so for me, it really had been what I've been doing all along, and so this was always a part of the plan. This was always a part of who I was going to be. You know, um, what I didn't share is the blog was actually a part of the nonprofit I had 15 years prior. That's why I, it had been around so long because I was already doing a part of what I what I'm doing now. In addition, I had a I had a business as well, so I was trying to run a nonprofit and a business and work nonprofit. Y'all, I was crazy. Yes. You sound you I sound just like me, Tanya. You sound just <laughs> like me right now. <laughs> I had to do it all. And then move across country. Mm-hmm. No, I, the, the, he said, "Girl, sit up there. there. You don't have to do all of this." No, but yes. So it was always a part of who I was, and I was able at a young age from the cultivating of my parents to see it and for them to birth it and push it out of me. Whether I I knew it then ultimately or not, they saw it in me, and so they continued to cultivate it. The teachers that I always had cultivated it. They 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 groomed it. They 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 pushed me and they propelled me. So it's always been a part of who I was, and it's and has been everything for what I'm doing. The purpose just kind of, and it, so it wasn't that, that I figured out the purpose of the passion. It's just the vision made itself clear to where I am now. Because all of it, what I said, you know, when people ask me about, well, how did you decide to start Tanya J. Miller LLC? And even why did you name it after you? 
And I'm like, because it's all of who I am and what I've been this whole time. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring all of me to the table because I didn't want to piece it out. I knew that there all of me was this. This is all of my purpose. And these are the these, these are the areas. This is how the purpose is flowing from me to be able to do what I'm called and assigned to do, which is to help people figure out how to fit the puzzle pieces of life together, to help them to do life and leadership unapologetically on purpose. You just might get hit with me as a coach. You might just get hit with me doing it as a strategist session with your leadership team. You might just see it through me, you know, as you read my book. Or you might hear me on a podcast interview talking with Danae. But ultimately, the same core, the same core and fundamentals, the pillars of who I am, are going to show up and going to come out in everything that I do because that's what's been in me the whole time. This is just a, the next, the next layer of the vision coming out. Yes, I love all of that, and especially when you said like your your passion, your purpose, it was who you are, and it was within you all along, right? Because mm-hmm. I I will tell you this, like within those mid-20s is when things really, I was really just trying so hard to discover, you know, who I am, what is my purpose, what is my passion, what is it, what is it that I can do every day, and it's not just the same mundane routines, you know, every single day, like, I never want to be the person where I'm just living, like, I'm, I just have a job, and it's just, it's just that, you know, and at one point, it was just like, well, I'm just, I'm going to work and I'll just figure it out and blah, 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 whatever. But it wasn't until I really sat down and appreciated everything that I had within the midst of what was going on right then and there, right? Despite me not really realizing what what is my passion, what is my purpose, or despite me not being in love with what my job was at that time, I said that I know that I have certain skill sets. I know what I'm good at, so I'm going to use everything and really just work myself to the to the best of my ability. And it was in that time that that passion and purpose was right in front of me all alone. Like I've always had a passion for speaking. I've always had a passion for helping and engaging others and being a problem solver. So my love for the community, my love within policy and advocacy, my love with just, you know, women empowerment and just the holistic approach of, of health and sharing my, my backstory and everything with Closet Fitness, with her story, with uh, the nonprofit that I work for, the Power Coalition, all of these things were right there, right in front of me. And it really just Absolutely. took me realizing that this is what I've been called to do this entire time from from mm-hmm. middle school me in beta club uh you know winning mm-hmm. statewide competitions for impromptu speaking me being a lector within my church and community as a child Come always on. always yeah. trying to speak mm-hmm. with people and just to give light and encouragement to to each other so that is very important like sometimes we have to just stop looking for something to fall down like this, you know, this big magical thing to happen and really use what is right in front of us and use our, our inner talent. So thank you for sharing that. Tap in. Yeah, just, just tap, in. tap into what's get going in on. <laughs> right. Get in tune, get in tune. And I will uh, look at, you know, the power of influence and motivating others. Right. Um, mm-hmm. For others may say that I've kind of I've worked backwards with this. Like, I've always had a a pretty decent following on social media, 
And I thought that it was necessary that if I have these people that are, you know, tuning in, they're engaged, hey, you know, they like me for whatever reason that is. Thank y'all so much for liking me. (laughs) But I wanted to really just be intentional with my content and the things that I post. So I never mm-hmm. wanted someone to just look at my page like, okay, Janae has all of these followers and, you know, like, this is just, you know, an Instagram model and she's posting just these crazy pictures that don't make any sense, not knocking anyone mm-hmm. down for what, you know, what their passion is or what they love to do or anything like that. But I always want to give people knowledge, let people know what's going yeah. on, give different resources mm-hmm. and tools to educate themselves, to help them form their own opinions, let them know what's going on in the world, the power, again, the power of the tongue, the power of, of feeding yourself positive things. So that is what the importance of closet fitness, just with workout and, you know, um, just tapping into being holistically ha- ha- um, healthy all the way around, yep. just with her story podcast, mm-hmm. encouraging, motivating each other, mm-hmm. sharing different resources and tools, the importance of community engagement and educating ourselves and what it means to take our stance as black people in America and the power of power building throughout the state and throughout the country. All of these things are so important to me. And I thought that it was necessary that if I have the following to produce great material for that. And so my question with you is, you know, when did you first realize like the the power of your influence, right? And how did you then realize, you know, I have this power of influence. I have this power that, of course, my voice, it was within me. But how can I use my shared experiences to help motivate others? You know, it actually happened at an earlier age because um, I'm a PK, y'all. If y'all don't yes. know what that means, I'm a pastor kid. kid. Yes. So, um, <laughs> everybody was always watching you in the first place. So mm-hmm. I already had influence. You know, everybody was always looking, you know, at you, looking to you and, all, you know, and, and seeing what you were doing, you know. And so as a result of that, you know, my parents, like I said, a lot of these lessons I got early because they basically kind of told me we had a responsibility to one live our life right, but two to make sure that we were we were responsible with our purpose and responsible with our gifts because that was not only were people watching us that there were people in need of what we had and we needed to be doing what we were supposed to be doing and called to because we never knew when that person was going to need what we had. So we needed to always be going in the direction that God was sending us. And so I learned that very early. So I knew very early I had influence, and I knew very early that people were watching me. And so I made it a point to make and be, you know, conscientious about what I said, what I did, and how I acted, if you will. Not say, no, that's not what I'm saying, but to live my life, then, not knowing that I would be saying today unapologetically on purpose, but that is really what I was doing, even at an early age. That's why you can see that I've been I've been working with youth, teens, and young adults. Now it's been more than fifteen, actually eighteen now years later. It's because I started and I was over my own youth department at seventeen years old. So I'm a teen myself, and I got folks looking to me, help, trying to help them with their stuff, peer pressure, and all that right. stuff. And you know, it's because of the foundation that I had. Like, I wasn't one that fell for peer pressure. Like, I just, like, it was just something in me, like, no, that just sounds real, real dumb. Right. And I would be like, <laughs> like, like, no, like, no, like, they just, like, I would be like, 
like it's already you know you remember back in the day the commercials like this is your brain this is your brain on drugs and yes then, you know like, you know, the drugs, like I was like, that scrambled egg. It was a scrambled egg. Like, yeah, I was like, why would I do that to my brain? Mm-hmm. And I know we're laughing about it now, but I knew the responsibility of my influence at an early age. And so I was intentional about living a life unapologetically even then. And so as time, as things progressed, like literally, like you said, I was always the one that ended up with the mic. And I was like, I don't even want the mic. Why yeah. do you need the mic? But I would be the one with the mic. I would be the one that would be the team leader, just different stuff. And I'm like, I promise, I was over there in the corner minding my business. I promise you I was. Like, why you pick me? But it was just something about me. I'm sure it was something about you. And that's that that's that thing, that's that gift, that's that purpose that was always going to come through. And that's something I even tell people. You know, whether it's one person or 100, you're, uh, you have a responsibility with that influence. And, it's, and that's how you're influencing. We are all influencers and I think if you begin to see that and understand that even more whether you impact one or whether you impact one thousand or a million we all have a responsibility to do what's right to lead a life that's right to be unapologetic on purpose because you're 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 being obedient if you can just touch one life if you can just save one life if you can just touch one sister if you can just be a blessing to one brother you've done your job that's what we're here for. That's our assignment. That's why we are doing this on purpose. And so the more we understand that we don't have to have 10,000 on IG and 12,000 on Facebook and 20 on Twitter, even if we just got one. If that one, we changed their life, we've done our job and you've influenced them. And so we all need to take up that mantra of responsibility, of ownership, and of being more respectful of the gifting and to use it, even if it's
some of your talking points, some of your pillars, what should be that first book that you think kind of resonates among all ages, among all races, uh, crosses different lines? What would you uh, recommend someone to read out of your series? Uh, it would probably be Mind Matters, especially right now, literally, and it does transcend ages because I have a little cousin that he's 10 and he read it and then his mama read it and she, I'm not going to tell her age. <laughs> You're not trying to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's how, like, I wanted the practicality to be at that level. So, you know, somebody might feel like, oh, it needs to be 400 pages. Not if it's going to give it to you straight and, and you're going to chew on it. So, no, it don't need to be that. You're that type of author, cool, but I know what I wanted to give to people. So, yeah, I would say mind matters. And, you know, literally, it's talking to you about everything right now. I actually have been doing a series um, for the past two weeks, and I'm starting. I'm going to do it for two more weeks, and I've done something different for mind matters each week. The first one I did seven days of mind matters, and then I'm ending today seven days of get right because it's literally breaking down some of the elements in the book about points of reflection, like asking yourself the hard things, doing what it takes not to get stuck, because life is happening to everybody right now, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the unexpected, the unplanned, the unwanted. Folks is homeschooling that ain't never wanted to even be dealing with nothing with school. They they say they finished eight, 30 years ago. They not right. <laughs> that, but they happen to do it. And so, you know, it's a lot happening to everybody, you know, where you would get that break, you know, from driving to work and home, and then if you needed a little bit more, you could be in the driveway a little bit before you came in the house. Ain't no break no more. You in the house 24-7. 24-7. And so all of that, yeah. nobody is breathing. And so part of even what I talk about in the book is to breathe, to stop. You know, if you were overthinker, stop thinking for a minute. If you were a person that, you know, wants to see it all at one time, I'm going to say, uh-uh, let's break it up. Let's break it into smaller pieces, manageable, sustainable, and maintainable. Let's do that so that you don't want to throw it all away because you don't see the big forest because you wait because you didn't you didn't plant a tree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I'm talking about those things and in in that how you think, how you are, how you feel, how you can get trapped, how you can get stuck. That affects everybody, no matter the age, no matter the gender, no matter the nationality, the religion, creed, color. It can affect anybody, anytime, any day. And if you can get some help from reading Mind Matters, then that's the one that's for you. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. I will let you know um, when I receive my copy. So I'm, I'm, okay. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Of course, I'm going to shout you out on Instagram and Facebook so that everyone can know. And um, I also wanted to ask you one last question. Um, so what are your social media handles? How can people find you? So I am actually under Talking with Tanya on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. So that is where you can find me every day, providing motivation, inspiration, encouragement for where you're at. Not where I'm at, but where you're at, so that you can do life right and you can do it well. So check me out, get what you need, and then tell somebody else about it, because doing that helps me do what I do. It definitely helps Janae do what she does with everything she has going on with her story with the closet fitness, with the power quotes, all of that. We need you guys to be able to do what we do so that we can continue to help others. So 
Thank you so much. Look, you shouting me out on her story. I just appreciate you so much. I really enjoyed this interview. Well, thank you. I appreciate it as well. I mean, you can't shine a light on my story without me being able to throw it back to you and say, I'm only shining because you let me shine with you. So I'm thankful as well, and I'm grateful. We both are doing what we're called to, which is to help others. And as we help others, we bring light. And I want to make sure that I tell them that her light is shining, and y'all need to recognize it just as much as you are enjoying me doing my thing, too. Shout out to Miss Janae. Thank you so much, <laughs> Name Twin. Okay. <laughs> so, audience, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. So, in closing, always remember your story is not solely for you and it's meant to be shared with other women and just to provide hope to those facing similar hurdles. You don't have to be ashamed and you definitely don't have to be afraid. You are a victor, you are a winner, and you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life and troubles don't last always. You are brilliant, bold, and beautiful. You are her, heroic, empowering, and resilient. Thank you all for tuning in. Again, um, please follow me on social media. If you are uplifted or empowered in any way by me or Tanya, you can listen to Her Story Podcast on uh, Instagram at her underscore her story underscore podcast i'm also available on soundcloud apple podcast and google and folks this is again jay jameson with her story podcast and we are 